Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It is the 27th of October, and today we're going to be reading Psalm 107 with Mike McClanahan, my dad. So, uh, Dad, you introduced yourself yesterday, uh, telling about how you're a pastor in San Diego, and how you're visiting out here, your granddaughters, three granddaughters, um, and uh, so you're on the podcast with me because... It's convenient for me, mm-hmm. but also it's really fun to do with you. Um, what is your uh, faith story? I mean, we only like if you could encapsulate some of your faith story in like a minute or two. Okay. How would you describe how you came to know Jesus and how ministry became kind of your your career and calling? Well, I think my call to faith, my own faith story, I think has a lot to do with my parents. If I go back to when they were teenagers, each of them were invited to go to church by a friend of theirs, and that's where they came to faith. And so they were married in at Grandview Presbyterian Church in Glendale, and that's where I was raised. California. California. And that's where I was raised, and that's where I was surrounded by a community of faith. And then my parents then uh, divorced when I was in sixth grade. They separated uh, two years after my little brother uh, fell off the side of our property and died a week later um, from head injuries. And that sort of drove a wedge between my parents, I think, and left me feeling, uh, w- you know, leaving me with sort of a hole in my heart of loneliness and sadness and grief and who would be with me to help me comfort me and walk with me. And that's really when um, I asked Christ into my heart. And I remember being in junior high and distinctly remembering Jesus walking with me as a junior higher when I was in sports and I was in student government and I had friends, but I had things going on in my heart that nobody else really knew about, except that I had a relationship with the Lord and that gave me great comfort and direction. And in high school, I got involved with a young life and that made a big difference um, to really understand a personal relationship with God through Jesus and had my first opportunity to be involved in leadership and which led to sort of a circuitous route to ministry about us uh, in my mid twenties mm-hmm. and uh, was went went into full-time ministry about the same year I got married to your mom mm-hmm. in 1985. And um, so, and then I was ordained in 1990 and mm-hmm. I've been a pastor ever since. How's that for That's, a minute and a half? That was pretty good. So I wanted to start with my parents when they came to faith because the assumption is if you're raised in the church, your parents were raised in the church. And it was my both my parents were invited by their friends because their parents, my grandparents, didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. So I've always had a heart. I didn't know this, but I always had a heart for those who are not part of the church who were invited by their friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, thanks for sharing your story. And um, that's actually really good practice to figure out how you can tell your faith story. And, you know, 
um, minute and a half, a minute and seconds. a half, <laughs> 90 seconds. And you started off with pain. You start off with the, you know, the pain your family is experiencing. Obviously, you know, your parents, you know, you talk about your parents growing up, but you start off talking about, um, the pain you were experiencing as a kid and how God met you in the midst of your suffering, not necessarily, um, you know, on a mountaintop experience, all those, those happened, you know, but it was because of God's comfort and healing in your life. I think that you began to, you know, find him to be real, that there's a real relationship there. I think that relates to our passage in Psalm 107. Thank you for the segue. Very good. Uh, Psalm 107 is our passage for today. And I yeah, I was thinking about that actually, when you're telling your story. So I'm excited to read this. I'll go ahead and read this. And I'd love to hear like what, in this reminds you of your own story of how God has shown up for you. Um, I'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands from the East and from the West, from the North and from the South. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to an inhabited town, hungry and thirsting their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. And he led them by a straight way until they reached an inhabited town. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and the hungry he fills with good things. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into salty waste because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pool of water, pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry live, and they establish a town to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. So what sticks out to you about this passage today? Well, um, I am really interested in the way the psalmist gives a lot of different examples of who they are who are the people that god redeemed from trouble and there are a lot of different stories here they're not all the same mm -hmm. but they all reflect the steadfast love of god that endures forever hmm. that's cool um i mean we just read yesterday about joshua leading the people from desert into promised land i mean that's a fertile crescent right there they, it would have been a completely different landscape going across the Jordan there. I mean, you've been there, mm -hmm. right? Uh, right is, above the Dead this Sea. Is, this, is, uh, this, is, um, this is the wilderness area where Jesus probably was tempted for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And the place where John was baptizing, which is due east of Jericho, which is at the bottom of the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. Uh -huh. which is where good Jesus Samaritan. tells the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh -huh. And so Jericho and right there is the Jordan River. So it's, it's dry. It's dry. Mm -hmm. Dry. Yeah. And then right up the hill there, you start climbing the hill country and it's just beautiful mm -hmm. terraced farmland. Mm -hmm. So totally different. I mean, that's a little picture of redemption, mm -hmm. right? Salvation, redemption, being yep. delivered. Um I think that I think sometimes we you asked me what my story is and you said you commented yeah. that I started with suffering. I think a lot of us think that in order for God to be good, we have to tell the happy story of of how we come to, came to faith and we don't always believe that there's room for the the story of suffering. Mm -hmm. But this story 
<laughs> tells us that people are thirsty, people were in the desert, um, they were in a salty waste, um, they were hungry, mm -hmm. and that is that is the good news that that God's love endures forever. If we were only people who were filled with good things and lived where there were springs of water, um, then we would have no story of redemption. Mm -hmm. It would all be about how great we are. And sometimes, so I, I think, I think there's two things that happen. One is that we, God gets credit for our story of redemption when we're honest about it. Mm -hmm. And secondly, this story is an invitation to people who are hungry and thirsty and living in the desert to trust God. So yep. our story actually becomes an invitation to others yep. toward the salvation that is offered to us in Christ. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but yeah. the sick. Yeah. Yep. The, the people who are in the desert need salvation. They need deliverance. Um, you just had a call with Matt Sorens. Um, it made me think of, I know there's a whole longer subject we could talk about a long time, but it made me think of the work you guys are doing in Solana Beach with immigration. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I think of people who are wandering in a desert landscape, looking for water, hungry, you know, uh, talking about um, finding no way to an inhabited town, mm -hmm. finding no place to rest, um, driven by their hunger and thirst, not just for food and water, but for something much more, you know, what a great picture today of the kind of redemption that people are seeking and what it looks like to be the hands and feet to people who are crying out for, mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, in San Diego, in Solana beach, uh, we have a Hispanic congregation, Spanish speaking worship service. We tutor 250 kids and, um, uh, uh, and help kids get to college who otherwise would not get to college. Um, we, we help them flourish and, um, help them become all that, that God created them to be. And we started an immigration center seven years ago that is has five Department of Justice trained immigration counselors who are able to help people through a legal path of citizenship. So when we people say things about immigration, like, well, people ought to do it the legal way, which we totally agree with, we give people the opportunity. Um, the legal way is not always as accessible to people as not always easy. It be. It's not always easy. So and you shouldn't have to do it alone. No. So we provide people who can be trusted in the community to help people. We've had lots and lots of people who have become citizens and therefore they come out of the shadows in this passage. They come out of the desert mm -hmm. of wandering, and then they're able to reach their full potential as people who aren't living in the shadows, but they are contributing to our community and to their families, which is really awesome and that's that's a story of redemption as well mm -hmm. and to be a part of it you start to learn their stories and if we had an hour we could talk about it but but they are stories of redemption where god rescued them and he used the church the people of god to walk alongside those mm -hmm. people to help them get to that place those first i mean first few people who've already um accomplished citizenship through that program reminds me of, you know, Joshua appointing the leaders who are called to step out first. Mm -hmm. And I bet it took a lot of faith and courage for them to come forward and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm willing to receive help and I want to try to do this and make this happen um, because I want something better for, I believe there's something better for me and for my family. And that takes a lot of courage. And 
you know, bearing the presence of God into, I mean, talk about bearing the presence of God mm-hmm. into a new place that takes a lot of faith and courage. If anybody wants to read my story, uh, you can check out my blog at mikeglenahan.blogspot.com. And I tell the story of being a reluctant uh, supporter of that program because I first said, no, I don't want to be involved because I think this could get us, could be too um, controversial. But I was convinced by people in our congregation who had studied and prayed and discerned together that this was the way to go. And, and I reluctantly said yes. And that yes turned into has turned into seven years of, um, of speaking up for people who don't have a voice in this, in, mm-hmm. in this discussion of immigration. And there's a lot of controversial issues around immigration, but we can all agree that we want people to flourish. Mm-hmm. And how do we come alongside people and help them flourish? Uh, in a way that helps them to contribute and all those things. Yeah, the immigration conversation is usually one that we hear in political circles. And like we were talking about yesterday while we were cooking together, like the church can reclaim some of those conversations and say, this is not a political thing. This is a, I mean, although it may be a political thing, um, this is a kingdom of God thing where we're talking about um, caring for the stranger. And, um, and so to have a conversation, yeah, you risk, being controversial to some people who are only used to hearing it in political terms, but these are real people and the church is, at least your church is coming alongside. And mm-hmm. well, we were just talking about the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It was on that road. Jesus yeah. tells the story of the good of the neighbor who is, who is my neighbor. And he tells the story of the Samaritan who reaches out to the man who was beaten alongside the road. And the fact that it's a Samaritan tells us this is a political conversation in that the, the name, my neighbor is the one who doesn't look like me, who mm-hmm. I have to love in Jesus name. I have to be kind and compassionate toward, uh, and which is tomorrow we're going to talk about Micah, but, uh, but that, that example that Jesus gives tells us we've got to think differently about some of the divisions that keep us apart and what is it that brings us together who is my neighbor is a great question for us to ask and a neighbor is not the person who looks just like me who does all the things i do it's the person who doesn't look like me that i need to extend the love of god to mm-hmm. that's cool and then and then that then i get to be a part of the redemption of god his story yes psalm 107 there's a lot in here um so because it's a salvation story really i mean it's deliverance so um I hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. If you have any thoughts and questions, um, and if you want to know more about um, what Solana Beach Press is doing with immigration and some of the stories, if you're tired of hearing about it in political terms and you want to hear about how the church is stepping up and doing some great things in the name of Jesus, uh, give me an email and I'll forward it on to people I need to talk to. Go in peace, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm